I just had some thoughts um, from Genesis chapter 24, 1 and 25, 7 and 8 that I wanted to share with you. You see, I have um, put, especially Genesis 24, 1 uh, um, at my table, my Thanksgiving table, and um, I've been just thinking about them and some good ponderings have come up. So uh, what I've been doing is if if basically for Mark 4, 24 and 25, let me read you that first first. It says, consider carefully what you hear, he continued. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And even more, whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not, even what they have will be taken from them. Um, this passage um, is better understood if you look at it in the Passion Translation. So I'm going to read that to you as well because um, I've just been reading the same couple scriptures. I've been, you know, just keep on putting those thoughts just back in front of me, back in front of my eyes, just into my mind so I can think about what they mean and understand them. Because I have, um, I'm getting some like awesome like pictures of what God wants for us and really that's what we need to do so let me uh show you this is just acting what what I'm doing by bringing these to my table and like taking a few minutes either while I'm eating or afterwards or before is I'm just taking some time to uh think about and ponder what God wants to tell me again and again the same few simple words that hey I I thought I thought I got all I could get from him but you know I probably didn't I probably can get some more it's very likely because this is God's word we're talking about so in the passion translation it says then he said to them be diligent to understand the meaning behind everything you hear for as you do more understanding will be given to you and according to the depth of your longing to understand much more will be added to you. For those who listen with open hearts will receive more revelation, but those who don't listen with open hearts will lose what little they think they have. So there it is, in a nutshell, um, what I have been doing uh, with these verses that I'm about to read to you and, and why. And it's an example of what you need to do, what we all need to do with with some of these, uh, just the Bible is so full of scriptures that we need to feed on and chew on and consider and meditate. Meditating is one of the uh, biggest things that we need to get in us because it is life transforming. It changes us, it changes our attitudes, and, and then it just it causes us to rise to a new level to have what God wants us to have in life because then we when we take the time to really meditate to consider it to picture it to we start to live it out but we we, if we don't start with the valuing of God's word then we never get to enjoy the benefits of God's word so it starts there so anyways, Genesis 24 1 has been sitting at my table on just an envelope and I've been just keep coming back to it because it's so good. Um, it says in Genesis 24 1, and Abraham was old and well stricken in age and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things.
<laughs> so I just been thinking, <laughs> and Abraham was old <laughs> and well stricken in age. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And I love this because we see in Galatians 3, 13 and 14, that the blessing of Abraham has come upon the church. And there are other scriptures that I have found that show us the blessing of Abraham. But I like this because this brings us um, later on into Abraham's life. And we see what the blessing produced with this scripture. It, it produced him being blessed in all things. Uh, every single area of his life was blessed. That means he was healthy. He, he was rich. He was very well off. Um, by this time, he had um, two sons, um, both Isaac and Ishmael, and they were doing great. He had enough, just plenty, to make sure that they were both provided for. And we know that the blessing um, was given to Isaac and um but we also know that Abraham had more children. And even, even after this verse is in the scripture, he has more children. And it says that he, he, he left everything to Isaac. The blessing went to Isaac. You know, he inherited. But before he died, he, he, he gave of what he had to all of his other sons. And he blessed them and then sent them away. So he didn't leave them without, even though Isaac ended up with the majority of what he had. The others were, I mean, that's how blessed Abraham was. The others were well taken care of too. They, they didn't get sent away in poverty. So um, here he is. He was old, but it wasn't a bad old. <laughs> it was a very good old. Old in the Bible shouldn't be considered. It shouldn't be a bad thing growing old with God just means we should know more about him. We should know more about who he calls us to be. We should be heading um, to where he wants to be, getting closer and more into his will, seeing his favor upon our lives, and seeing the blessing, the promise that he has given us come to pass. We uh, should be continually walking into greater degrees of his glory, and all of that um, holds. So, um, in Gen in Genesis here, it says that, but if you skip ahead to Genesis 25 verses seven and eight, it says altogether, altogether, Abraham lived 175 years. So he was old. <laughs> this is even after. Before, in Genesis 24, 1, it says, And Abraham was old and well stricken in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. He was old then, but he was well. I love that. He was well stricken in age. I get to be thinking of it. It wasn't, it wasn't, it was, it was old and it was a bad thing. It, it was, he was well stricken in age. That should be us, because we get to die the death of the righteous. I mean, um, death should have no part in our life. That's that's what we have to make ours. This ble blessing that's upon Abraham is upon us. 
we get to be well stricken in age. Age shouldn't be like this horrible thing that it is in the world today. It is under Satan's curse. It's horrible. Um, you grow old and you lose. You, you, he keeps stealing. He keeps taking more and more. And that's, that's the picture because that's what the world is experiencing. More and more. You see, if you, if you start looking at the beginning, beginnings, go back to Genesis and you see how long these people lived. And, and that was even after they had died spiritually, but Satan started taking more and more and their lifespans getting, got shorter and shorter and shorter. Um, that is because, you know, of the curse. And I'm not saying you're going to live to like 800 years old. (laughs) I'm not even saying you're going to live to 175 years old. I don't believe that. That's not really the point. The point is, as long as we live on this earth, we should have the life of God, the abundant life that he promised us evident in our lives. And I am completely aware that you're going to have to deal with um, Satan's lies, his attacks, and there are things that we're going to have to overcome. But this is what we should be progressing in and and taking. The kingdom of God suffereth violence, but the violent take it by force. That belongs to us. This this kingdom of God is now here. It's within us. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. But all of that isn't just going to be what's within us. We have been taken out of the kingdom of darkness and we have been translated into the kingdom of light. Light, truth, revelation, all of that changes our circumstances. The revelation that we get from God. He has given us exceedingly great and precious promises by which we might partake of the divine nature. God has given us life abundantly. So that is life that we have to take. Not because he's withholding it from us. He's given it to us. But because there is an enemy in our lives who is trying to take from us what belongs to us and he has been pretty successful he's been taking it from the world and so we have this picture of what life should be because we've been living on this earth for so long and we've seen people uh living under satan's tyranny but our revelation of what is reality should become more and more in line with what God's will for us is. And as we focus more on him, as we obey the principle that I just read in Mark 4, 24 and 25, seeking to understand and know the word of God, seeking to get all we can out of these scriptures, considering, contemplating, envisioning them and and what they mean for us in light of the whole counsel that we find in the word of God, we will be able to see the difference between um, Satan's plans for us and God's plans for us. So Genesis 24, 1, and Abraham was old and well stricken in age and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. Okay, there wasn't one single area in Abraham's life where he was like, Satan won that area. I'm not blessed there. No, in every single area of his life, he was like, look, look what God has done for me. Ah, I am so blessed. He has 
just his blessing on my life has humbled me. He has honored me. He has lifted me up. Everything is falling into line with God's will. Everything that Satan has opposed and come against me, God has just said, nope. And I'm agreeing with God, going with God. And look at, I'm seeing God in my life. Satan has lost and God won. Therefore, I too win because I belong to God. I'm on God's side. So this is the kind of love Abraham had. But Abraham's blessing is ours. And that, that, that is seen in Galatians. Remember Galatians 3. Let me read it to you. Galatians 3, 13 and 14 from the NIV translation says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Okay, so the blessing of Abraham is on us. Okay, we see that he was old, but it was well with him. It wasn't a bad old age. It was a good old age. And we need to begin to picture what well looks like in old age. We need to see that because God has some things for us to accomplish. We can't, We here we are in the word, right? We're growing, we're growing from glory to glory. We're, we're getting wiser, we're getting we're grasping more of what God wants in our lives. At the same time, we're getting stronger. We should be getting healthier. We should be getting more of God's surplus in our hands so that we can be a blessing to those around us. We're getting to the place where God is really able to use us in prayer, us using our authority because we've been growing in wisdom and stature. We've been growing in strength spiritually and physically. So, uh, we don't want to take off too early. We don't want to leave before we accomplish all that God wants us to accomplish. So we need to start picturing ourselves living long and living strong for the glory of God. And so that was in Genesis 24 one. Let me, I started to read Genesis uh, 25, starting in verse seven. Altogether, Abraham lived 175 years. Then he died he says, at a good old age. It was a, it was a good old age that he died at. <laughs> it is, it was, he was an old man and full of years. And he was gathered to his people. I love that. Says he said, I'm not believing for 175 years. But we should be believing for a, a, longer than, say, in Psalms, it talks about 75 and 80 years, and these people were all dying at 75 and 80. But those people, if you look at that, those were people who were living in the wilderness because they had disobeyed God's will for their life. They were out of God's will. They were not entering into the promised land. They were not partaking of the all of the goodness that God has desired for them. They weren't doing it because they they weren't willing to take down the giants in the land. They looked at the, the people living in the land that God had promised to them, and they were like, no, we're grasshoppers. We cannot do that. Uh, we know God's will. We know what God said to us. He said, go and take that land, but I'm telling you, we're not going to do that. Why did he bring us here? 
they are too big for us to handle. So that's what these people's attitude were, was, excuse me, that's, that's how they, how they thought that they weren't taking what God had given them. God said, I'm with you. That land is yours. Go take it. It belongs to you. So what they should have done is taken the land. And only a couple of those guys were willing to do that. And only a couple of them got God's vision in their, in their mouth and in their eyesight. And only a couple of them could see themselves as partakers of the good plans that God had for their life. And you know, though, those two, they didn't die at the 75 and 80 years. No, they went on and they lived a good, long life. And they were <laughs> Joshua and Caleb. Dude, if you t- check out these Check out these guys because they lived in a way where they were taking down giants on mountains after everybody their own age had already gone on and died. And they were that healthy that they were just conquering these massive beings that their their um, associates, their fellow Israelites had looked at in terror. So now they're like 40 years later in life, something like that. Every, all, all those doubters had uh, died off because um, they weren't going to do what God wanted them to do. They, so they died young. They died at a young age. That's, that's young for death. That's what we need to picture, okay? 75 and 80 is too young to die, okay? So, so... I, I don't care. I know it's like, what? what is she talking about? Because that's what they say is what? A, a good lifespan? But that shouldn't be the Christian's outlook. We should look at that and we should be like, no, I'm going to live longer and I'm going to live stronger. If everybody in the world is dying um, at, at an age that, I mean, they're able to reach that age, then I should be able to um, make it longer than that because I have the life of God in me. The same life that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells within me. The Bible says, and he brings life to our mortal flesh. The God, almighty, powerful God that took Jesus Christ not only out of a grave, but out of hell because that's where he went for you and me. He was in absolute, complete death. More death than we will ever experience because as a Christian, we do not have to go to hell. So if we're going with Jesus and we're going to heaven, we will never experience the death that Jesus experienced for us. We will never reach that degree of death because of what he did for us. He paid a price that we do not have to pay. He paid it so we get to live in the same spirit that raised him from that death, that horror, that that. Uh, payment that he took upon himself for us. The same spirit that raised him up is the spirit that now lives within us. And the Bible says, if he lives within us, he brings life to our mortal flesh. So the, that life-giving spirit that raised someone from the dead brings life to our flesh today. Should we not be living longer than someone who does not have that life-giving spirit within them? I think so. Okay, so we, obviously there are th- we have to pay attention to that Holy Spirit. He's within us saying, don't go here, don't do that, go this way instead. We have to pay attention to him 
He's the life-giving spirit. We want to pay attention to him. He has nothing but good in store for us. So, let's go back. Let's go back to Genesis 25. And Abraham lived at 175 years. And then Abraham breathed his last and died at a good old age. An old man and full of years. And he was gathered to his people. So, just what a blessing we get to live down here a well life even when we're old there's a psalm that i just love and it says even in old age they will still bear fruit in old age they will still bear fruit why because the psalm says it's because they have planted themselves by the water and they are drinking. They are filling themselves up on God. They're getting a hold of the word of God. They're meditating on the word of God. And so there they are. They're, they're bringing all that goodness of God inside of their lives. And it is changing their lives for the good. And so as they get older, they're getting stronger. <laughs> they're getting stronger. I, I know I know it goes against what we've been told, but they're getting stronger. And I realize that our body is going to age. I'm not saying that it, we're not going to age, but I am saying that we should be aging gracefully. Full of grace, full of the ability of God, full of um, a God who says that he will renew our youth like the eagles. You don't have to believe it. But that's something that I want to believe. Why? Because God said it. And I've chosen just to believe what God has said, no matter how uh, foreign it sounds at first. You know, the more you listen to it, the more you pay attention to it, the more realistic it sounds, the more you realize, hey, this natural world was created out of um, out of God's world. This, this, what we see isn't as real as what God says is true. And so if God said it, and with his words, he created what I'm living in, only this is in its fallen state, then with his word right now, I can grab a hold of his word, the word that he gives me, and I can bring my life back up. Because the Bible tells us, it teaches us that um, that when death came into our lives when we got separated from God as a human race that we were brought down to a lower level um we we need to what Jesus did is he came down to our level so that he could bring us back up back up and I don't mean (laughs) I don't even mean obviously he's gonna bring us to heaven but I don't even mean that right now eternal life doesn't start when when this life ends it starts as soon as we accept jesus christ into our life he brings us out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of life so so when we had brought down we were brought down to a lower degree of living that we have been redeemed back up to a higher degree of living but we have to get our eyes focused refocused on what is actually reality because we've been living in non-reality for so long so Abraham died, but it was a good, long life. And even in old age, it was, hey, I'm going to check out now. I'm going to go be with my ancestor. And that's the kind of death that I want to go. It doesn't say that he uh, 
died because of some disease. It, it says he was well stricken in age. And that's in Genesis 24 and 1. And that, I mean, he had to be pretty old when that happened. And he had more kids. <laughs> so, I mean, how old was he? He was about 100 years old, right, when Isaac was born. So Isaac grows up, and he, I think, it was, you know, ready to get married about the time that Sarah ended up dying. And so he gets married, and yet, you know, here we go. Abraham is still around, and Abraham is like, I'm going to get married again. <laughs> I'm going to get married again, and he has a whole bunch more kids. He got he got married to a woman named Keturah. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but she had one, two, three, four, five, six. So he had at least six more kids after the first two. The first two were already old enough to be, you know, married and having kids of their own. So, I mean, this is... After he was well stricken in age, he was old, okay? He was, he was probably 140, and he was producing kids, and he was running around with them and enjoying them. And Anyways, he was living well, okay? So then he dies at 175 years of age, but it, he had lived a, to a good old age. And I, that really just needs to be the picture that we get of, of our our life it doesn't have to be oh it's gonna be bad <laughs> it's gonna be so bad you don't want to get old and decrepit <laughs> that is the vision the world has given us when you're old you're decrepit and things are breaking down and it's just not good but i declare i declare it over myself i'm gonna have the god kind of life i'm gonna live the abundant life right here and right now and i'm gonna live healthy and strong no matter the attack from satan because god has given us the victory over him we are redeemed from the curse of the law that we get to walk in this same blessing that abraham walked in this is the kind of life he lived this is the kind of life we are able to live and this was Abraham and so we realize that his blessing is upon us how cool how great but hello Abraham never was born again he never had the spirit of God in him like we get to have in us today so we should be even living better as far as I'm concerned we should be living better than what he lived because the Bible tells us that the new covenant offers us offers us better promises it's a better covenant we have what is good we just have it it belongs to us but we have to take it because there is somebody living in this world who doesn't want us to have what is good that somebody is not god that somebody is satan so let me read from you second corinthians 120 because i was talking about some some blessings that um, we saw in Abraham's life, which the Bible says is ours, through, and we see that in um, Galatians. Um, But some people believe that um, the New Testament doesn't promise us um, a healthy life. They can see it in the old, but they don't think it belongs to the new. It doesn't promise us a prosperous um, life, etc. They tend to think that it is more of a spiritual blessing that we get. But I'm telling the spirit overrides. If we get a spiritual blessing from God, 
that is more powerful than the natural that we see around us. But we have to grab a hold of it and cultivate those seeds and we have to bring them forth. We have producing power. God has given us life and death is in the power of our tongues. He has, he's made us in his image. He is creator. He brings forth um, things through his words and believe it or not, we do too. We create we can change situations that look like they're going downhill and we can say, no, we're, we're heading uphill. I'm climbing up that mountain. I'm going to have all the glorious things that God wants me to have. So it's from 2 Corinthians 1.20. I'm just going to read this in a few different versions. Um, it says in the NIV, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. So God's blessing, God's promises, they're, they're just over abundantly in the old covenant. Those haven't been done away with what Jesus did. What Jesus did is the reason why those Old Testament blessings existed. He didn't, he didn't get rid of the blessing, okay? He got rid of something that was bad something that was horrible and he also got rid of the system by which they were the only system by which at that time and age they were able to partake of any blessing it was um a legalistic law that was set in motion and in order to help prepare them to get to jesus you know and he fulfilled that and so there are there are still commandments that we have to obey today but all of what Jesus did, he didn't say, okay, I did this so that you could have a worse life than what they had back then. But for my glory, I want you to suffer. So, no, we are going to suffer for God's glory. But it doesn't have to be with destruction and with curses it is going to be the kind of suffering that says i am going to nail my own flesh to that tree so i can live for god's glory it is going to be the kind of suffering that says i am going to partake of what is truly good and i'm going to leave what is truly wrong by the wayside I don't want anything more to do with stuff that my flesh, living in the sinful world and being allowed to sin for so long, now craves. I'm going to have to cut that off. Um, Paul says that he, he beat his body, he made it his slave, so that after having preached to others, he might not become a castaway. So hey, that is a suffering that we will have to suffer for Jesus. But we don't have to suffer under the curse because we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. So you have to understand the difference. And this is another suffering the Bible talks about. That suffering would be um, the suffering inflicted upon us by people who don't know Jesus, who are not yet a part of the covenant uh, blessing. And that would be a suffering where, um, say, we become a martyr for Jesus. And we we lay our down, lives down in love Um pouring out God's gracious mercy as we say, I refuse to return hate for hate. I'm going to overcome with love. And, and we look at those who are mad. Jesus said, if they're mad at me, if they hate me, they're going to hate you. Okay, so if you're truly following Jesus, you're, the world 
is not going to like you. Why? Because they are still captive to Satan. And uh, he is directing them. And he is causing up this, stirring up just hatred and anger. Why? Because he's mad. He's mad at the church. He doesn't like them. But he likes us even less. Okay? So anybody who has the blessing of God upon him, he's going to say, those people over there, you my servants, people are living for him whether they realize it or not. You know, he's going to whisper in their ear and they're going to be mad at us. And so they're going to bring hate into our lives. But our mission is to love them anyways. Our mission is to lay down our lives for them just like Jesus already laid down his life for them. Because we would not have God's saving grace in our lives if people did not um, hold fast to the truth and be willing to... um, lay down their lives and so yeah there is a suffering that we have to partake of and we have to unite with but it's not the suffering of the curse that is completely different so we've been redeemed from the curse of the law and no matter how many promises god has made they are yes in christ so if it's a promise that we see in the old testament it is a promise god has made and we can say yes because in christ they were yes he said that's a promise I want you to have that in your life. I want you to have it right now. And so we, through him, we speak, amen. So be it. Yes, I'm in agreement. Lord, I'm going to have what you want me to have. I will speak it for your glory. I will have it. Amen. So be it. So that was from the NIV. The New Living says, For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. And through Christ our amen, which means yes, ascends to God for his glory. So our yes is combined. Okay, I stopped reading scripture right there. Our yes is combined with his yes. We get to have whatever is considered a promise. So we can go through the Old Testament and we can see promises and we can claim them as our own today. Those promises many times have conditions attached to them if we don't meet the conditions we don't get the promises but if we meet the conditions oh (laughs) we get to have them god's word says certainly christ has made god's many promises come true for that reason because of our message people also honor god by saying amen god wants to hear us come in line with his word and agree and receive his promises um third john 2 says beloved i wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers so we get a hold of these promises and our soul is prospering okay and then as our soul prospers all the other areas all the other areas remember back in genesis 24 1 it says abraham lived 170 excuse me i wanted to go to 24 where's that my little pink envelope okay and abraham was old and well stricken in age and the lord had blessed abraham in all things okay all things all things so 2 Corinthians 1.20, the English Revised Version, and how many soever be the promises of God, in him is the yea. <laughs> yay. Wherefore also through him is the amen unto the glory of God. The Young's Little Translation, for as many 
as are promises of God. In him are the yes. If God made a promise in the Bible, okay, people? In him, he's saying, yep, that's for you too. You can have that. You bring it to him. You say, hey, look, I found this promise, Lord, in the, in the Old Testament. He says that God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from all destruction. And I just want to know, Lord, I found that in the Bible. And I see that, that that was a promise that your people had in the Old Testament. I'm just wondering, Lord, is that your will for me? Oh, hello. Here he is. He's saying, he's saying, for as many are the promises of God in him are the yes. He's answering you right now. He's saying, yes, that is my will for you right now. Jesus is death I guaranteed you you that promise that belongs to you. Yes, of course I want you to have it. My word was sent to heal you. You can grab a hold of my word and receive your healing today. Yes, that's a promise you can hold on to. And there's more. There's so many more. All of that started because I started thinking about Genesis 24:1, which is Abraham was old and well stricken in age and the Lord had blessed Abraham and all things. Anyways, I hope you got to hear some good refreshing news today. I hope you had a little bit of a feast and I hope to hear or I hope you allow me to speak into your life again.